Welcome to Fangirl Fridays. I'm Natalie. And I'm Marin. We have another side piece podcast, guys. We're going to start covering Third Rock from no, the No, we're sun. not. No, <laughs> we are not. I literally was like, no, do people talk about it enough? Yeah. They talk about it the they right amount. They definitely talk about it enough. Yeah. I was actually never a big fan. I wasn't really either. I didn't get it. Yeah. Not for me. Appreciate the cast, though. Oh, yeah. For mm-hmm. sure. Joseph yeah. Gordon-Levitt? No. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He was there. Had the long hair. It was like oh, shoulder length yeah. Like dark Hanson hair. Dark Hanson hair is yeah. a really good way to describe that. John Lithgow? Mm-hmm. Wow. What a time that was. Late 90s? Yeah. Multicam? Yeah. I feel like it was kind of like... Of that seventy show, mm-hmm. yeah, level of, but like, we was, talk was about the same that, network, maybe. Uh, but we talk about that seventy show like all the time. No one's talking about binging Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah. No one's revisiting Third Rock. Somebody from the Sun. is. Someone is. It's if, just yeah. If it's you, I don't feel like it holds up as well. Please tell us. Um, we're fangirling over the same thing. You are done though. Yes. Yes, I am. I, I am finished not. in three days. Yeah. Well, okay. You go ahead. Glow season three. How far are you? Five. Okay. And five episodes in. Okay. They just had their episode freaky. Five, very fun. Yeah, they had the, the switcheroos. Like switcheroos. Mm-hmm. So you jacked up though on my Netflix because you were my saving grace, and then you were my emergency babysitter, mm-hmm. but then you watched some of it on I my did. Netflix account, and so then when I went to go start it, it started in episode eight, and I was like, wait, what? Like, it was very jarring. Uh, so Sorry. I had to go back. That's fine. Yeah, I, I finished. I loved it. I didn't love it, though, until episode five and six. It really got me back in. Was it your same feeling as, like, season one? Because if you go all the way back, we didn't love season one. Yeah, I know. Season one. And now it's, like, one of my favorite shows. I'm I always talking about it. season two, though. Yeah. It does not top season two, I don't think. Okay. But it is good. It also kind of worries me, though, because it's the third season and Netflix is notorious for canceling shows after a third season. Right. And I also feel like they're getting – this is aggressive. I'm going to say they're getting a little desperate because there's a lot, a lot of, of boobs. A n- lot of boobs. A lot of nudity. And I think – I wonder if they're using the nudity to overcompensate for the lack of wrestling. There wasn't as much wrestling in season three. I thought it was because they were in Vegas. I thought, oh, this is a Vegas thing. Oh, it's just like a boob thing? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, that makes like, sense. There's like showgirls. Everything's glitzy and crazy. Yeah. Gina Davis. Do we think she had a facelift? She's a little immobile in the face. Maybe. She looks pretty good. She looks great. Um, Later episode, you will see her with like an old showgirl outfit on. It's oh. like a, supposed to be a Bob Mackie. Maybe it really what? is. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I was thinking about how I w- wished... Vegas in the 80s was like a weird time because mm-hmm. it was like they were about to pivot into being like, we're for families. And then they realized very quickly that that was terrible. But and then was, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yes. And like before that, still a little like mob. Like, I don't know. It's like seedy, but great. I don't know. There's like a lot. It was a weird hodgepodge yeah, time. I will say the jackets in season three, top notch. Great jackets. At one point, um, Allison Bree's character is wearing a members-only long vest. Whoa, you need that. It's crazy. Um, uh, Betty Gilpin is wearing a Gucci track suit, like an old-school white cotton, not like a sh- 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 kind mm-hmm. of situation. And I was just like, wait, what? Where is this? Who found this yeah. in the vintage store? I would love to meet whoever works in the 
costuming department for that show. Can you imagine being the makeup people? Because you just like, you just get to go ham. Yeah, every especially day. for the wrestling. But outfits. even like Debbie's day to day makeup, pretty intense. Yeah, very intense. The hair. And then the under, like the lack of makeup on Allison Brie, mm-hmm. which is achieved through makeup. It's crazy. Like, How do they do this? Also, there's a running theme of the women loving older men in this season. Like it mm-hmm. really continues. Hmm, okay. Um, I don't hate it, but it is noticeable. Hmm. Interesting. Like in a distracting way? No. Okay. You just, you know the established, like, Ruth situation, and yeah. then something else happens with someone else, and you're like, really? Okay. All right. This guy? <laughs> this guy? <laughs> Fine. All right. All right. Um, I also finished The Letdown very quickly. You may remember I was talking about season yeah. one. I've finished season two. It was very good. Season two, not probably as good as season one, but delightful nonetheless. Not as, like, traumatic from, like, a new mom perspective, but right. they deal with some different things, which I found very interesting. The first episode is all about the first birthday party and, like— Stressful. Whew, damn. Some stress. I know you had stress for a second birthday. Those party invitations. For... Having oh, an Etsy tr- rival. I know. that it, uh, It's just a time. You're just trying—and I'm not even, like, trying to compete with anybody— no. Like, we went to three birthday parties in three days. There was Batman, Moana, and Rapunzel. I'm not down for that. I don't—they're not going to remember. No, and she doesn't know any of those people. No judgment. Like, totally on board with it. But it's just stressful nonetheless. Yeah, wait till they're five. Yeah. At least. All right. Nobody yeah. came to my birthdays. I was fine. <laughs> Are you? Mm-hmm. Good point. <laughs> the isolation cabin is ideal. Um, could be <laughs> could be all coming together. Okay, we are in our isolation cabin. Mm-hmm. It's just the two of us. Yep. We're gonna break into our camp series. Are you ready for the summer? And I think we picked the right movies to put against each totally. other. I, I didn't realize it. I didn't either. But we did Meatballs versus Wet Hot American Summer. You crushed it. Perfect. You did it. I didn't pair. do anything. Um, okay. I had not seen Meatballs in a very long time. You know, I thought I had never seen it. And as soon as that hot song came <laughs> out, Are You Ready for the Summer? I thought, maybe I have seen this movie. Maybe I have. But I don't know. And then it like, was like watching it anew. So Meatballs came out in 1979. They shot it the summer of 1978. In the summer in which they shot it, Bill Murray had only been on SNL for one year. Okay, wow. Right. When they shoot it, he's 28. When the movie comes out, he's 29. Which, as I'm watching this, I'm like, what? Like, why are you almost 30 like, what's your other life story? You know what I mean? Like, I needed more information about why we're working at a summer camp. Like, what's he do the rest of the year? Mm, gotcha. That's what I wanted to know There's the whole always, time. like, that character in a camp movie, though. Someone who seems a little bit too old to be there but is attached to the camp in some way. Yeah. Um, but neck above uh-huh. looks much older than 28. For sure. I will say, though... Five minutes into this movie, I was like, Bill Murray's got some gams. What is going on? I was attracted to those legs. In those red short shorts? Yeah, yeah. I get it. So the uh, the logline for this movie, it's really like more of a summary. 
Tripper Harrison, Bill Murray, is the head counselor of a group of, of new counselors in training, CITs, at Camp North Star, a cut-rate summer camp. Camp director Morty Melnick called Mickey by everyone a play on Mortimer Mouse, which I was like, Ooh, fun fact. oh, fun fact, falls victim to Tripper-led practical jokes, mainly by being taken from his cabin in the middle of the night and waking up in unusual places. Canadian film. Okay. Yep. Uh-huh. Feels very American. Does it? Yeah. So, like I said, Bill Murray, only star. Everyone else in this movie is just, like, Canadian actors, essentially, that they found. children. Okay, wait, wait. How old can you be to go to an overnight camp? Apparently six. That's how little. These children were four years old running around. Yeah. They they had nap time. Yeah. They still had naps. They were, like, five or six to 18. What What a weird, like... If you're six, like, you're seeing some things you shouldn't see. You are seeing some things, especially at this meatballs camp. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Canadian film. So it's directed by Ivan Reitman and co-written by Harold Ramis. Mm-hmm. So at this point, Animal House has not come out. So Harold Ramis is, like, literally dicking around. <laughs> like, he's okay. not working consistently. Like, that's kind of, you know, what catapulted him. So, <laughs> uh, Reitman told him that he would pay him $1,700 because he needed to, like, pay for furniture. And he's like, yeah, I'll pay for your furniture if you do, like, a punch-up on the script. And he was like, okay. And um, so... <laughs> that's how I want to do things. I know. Just buy me, buy me stuff I need. Yeah. Or, like, kind of need. Um, but Ivan Reitman, if you're not familiar, he collaborates with Bill Murray... A bunch later, and Stripes. Ramis, Stripes, Ghostbusters, and then we get into twins, kindergarten cop. And Junior. He had something with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. What was some, that about? Something happened. His two kids are, or he has three kids, but they're, Catherine is the star of Working Moms. Okay. She was also on Blackish, mm-hmm. um, And then his son is also like a big time director. Oh. Yeah. Just really. Runs in the family? Running in the family. I used to take class, uh, bar method with Catherine Reitman. Quite cool. A yep. Humble just a little, brag. Just a little fun fact. Um, okay, so my favorite thing in in reading more about meatballs is that it was called summer camp the whole time. That's what it should have been called. Right? And there is literally no reason or story or lore or anything behind why they called it meatballs. I know. I always associated meatballs with porkies. I thought it was much more raunchy. Yeah. Because of the name. Right. And it, I mean, it the key is art a is, little bit. The but. key art is much more salacious than the actual movie. Yeah. But, I mean, there are definitely some things that don't hold up. Like, like the, talking about the 14-year-old girl's cabin. As jailbait. Yeah. And, like, Bill Murray's kind of rapey. Super rapey. It's not good. Yeah, he, like, straight up, like, attacks Roxanne. Yeah, and then she falls in love with him. Yeah. But, like, mm. it's been three years, and, like, is this their shtick? Like, I don't know. There were there were some throwaway lines where I was like, ugh. Yeah. He did theirs. The word homo was used, and I was like, ugh. <laughs> it was just one of those things. I'm like, no, no, no. We don't do this anymore. But it wasn't as bad as it could be, I That's think. That's true. Like, I was just like, okay, this could yeah. have been way worse. I mean, most, like, like camp horror movies, much worse. You know, there's more boobs. More death. More, more boobs. We're not going to get into those. I keep. We're going to keep it light. Oh, sure. In this series. A couple. Um. A couple other little fun facts. So the meatballs song, which is not. It's not really a song. I feel like they just like say meatballs. I mean, it's a whole soundtrack. Yeah. Rick Dees. Mm. 
legendary DJ. D's meatballs. D's, D's meatballs. <laughs> um, the gentleman who plays Spaz yes. was also the casting director for wow. this movie. They literally were like, Spaz what about you? Spaz was like breakout performer Spaz, for this. also low-key hot. Hmm. Like, take those, take those, take the glasses, glasses and off. the zit off. Yeah. I was like, what? Okay. So it was shot at Camp White Pine in Ontario, and it was shot at the end of the summer, but there were actually still, count, like, kids there. And the kids thought that this was going to be super fun to have a movie shot there. Cut to, if you've ever been on any sort of set, it's very fun for, like, just waiting. 30 minutes, and then it's awful. And so there was a, a mutiny. The The children mutinied basically and they were like <laughs> slashing tires they were like we don't oh want to do this anymore yeah did they have was, to be bribed i don't know yeah actually they did have to be bribed um the counselors would only show up for things because they thought bill murray was gonna be there the like the I camp director was like yeah i think bill's gonna come to our meeting and then he didn't they saw those gams <laughs> they saw those gams <laughs> um but there are three sequels to meatballs only the third one, so there's Meatballs 2, 3, and 4. Meatballs 3 is loosely tied back to the first one. Okay. And Patrick Dempsey plays okay, Rudy. Okay. I'm guessing none of these have Ivan Reitman or Hill no. Ramis attached. They so do they not. are, I bet all the sequels are much more raunchy. Ooh, good question. Probably more porkies yeah. ish. Yeah, I could see that. Um, but really, what is differentiates this movie or is in my opinion kind of the saving grace you maybe not so much Mm -hmm. is that tripper has this sort of brotherly relationship with this sort of loner boy loner boy named rudy and they play cards together they go on runs and did I text you this, that for a second I thought Rudy was the same kid as Charlie and Willy Wonka? I don't know. Yes. There was like a very different children. Very different children, but I had a wake up. It's not no, that wait. I didn't like this relationship. I just wanted more of it. Sure. I mean, this camp, the movie's essentially just nothing. It's like nothing camp happens. life. Literally nothing happens. Yeah. And you feel like this relationship's kind of building up towards something. Yeah. And it does in a way, he he's like, he wins a race. <laughs> The boy wins the a race. The four-mile run scene is amazing. You would think that they were running 50 miles. Yeah. Like, four miles is very long. I like, mean, it was through the woods. Fair. But they're dying. Like, literally dying at the end. <laughs> like, they're so dirty. Like, I guess he falls down, but it was it was a lot. It was pretty intense. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, like, a sweet, cute relationship. But you're right. There probably could be more Yeah, I it. want it to be sweeter. I think, like, the horny teens still come through very strongly in this movie. Yeah, a lot of horny teens. Um, no bras. Zero like, bras. 1979, no bras. Zero bras in the entire movie. Um, a lot of girls in, like, T-shirts and, like, just underwear yeah. or, like, a bikini bottom. Very scandalous behind the scenes as well. A lot mm-hmm. of hookups. A lot of hookups. We'll, we'll get to that uh, when we get to our similarities. But... That's kind of my, like, my general, it's very late 70s vibe. Yeah. Totally. Which I the whole love. Movie. I mean, a late 70s, early 80s camp vibe is my dream. Is your dream. It's like a, like a baseball tee with a high-waisted jean. Yeah. And like a. It's perfect. A white tennis shoe. Yeah. Yeah, a tube sock. Yeah. The whole vibe, I was like, Natalie loves this movie. Just from an aesthetic yeah. perspective. I could watch it on mute. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, <laughs> it's just visual candy for you. All right. Let's talk about how to marry okay. summer. 
Wet Hot American Summer, let me preface this, might be one of my favorite movies. Yeah. When I opened up our outline, I was like, oh, damn, girl went hard. It was so much information. I don't even think I'm going to say most of this. <laughs> uh, so I was introduced to this movie a few years after it came out. Were you aware of it? I mean, it did not do well. It did not do well. Upon its release. But so we said this. It came out the summer after I graduated from high school. Yeah, so t- 2001. Yeah, and I was like, what was I doing? And then I remember that I was drinking. So, I, yeah. of course, I didn't go to the theater to see it. But I don't even know if it made it to the theater by me. Because in reading this, it was like they made enough money in one city, so then they rolled it out in another. But it didn't seem like a global yeah. release. So I, I didn't know. discover this movie until... Uh, maybe like five or six years after it came out, someone older and cooler than me was like, have you seen this movie? And I started watching it, and now it's one of my favorite movies. Right. So this movie takes place in 1981, two years after Meatballs. But it's like a satire, very inspired by Meatballs. Yes. Very similar look. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, This is an IMDb plot summary that I appreciated, so I'm just reading it word for word. Okay. (laughs) The setting is Camp Firewood, the year 1981. It's the last day before everyone goes back to the real world, but there's still a summer's worth of unfinished business to resolve. Mm -hmm. At the center of the action is camp director Beth, who struggles to keep order while she falls in love with the local astrophysics professor. As you do. Yeah. He is busy trying to save the camp from a deadly piece of NASA's Skylab, which is hurtling towards Earth. All that, plus a dangerous waterfall rescue, love triangles, misfits, cool kids, and talking vegetable cans. The question will all be resolved, of course, at the big talent show at the end of the day. Thanks, Sajit. Yeah. Sajit, perfect description of this movie. Uh, Talking vegetable can. Talking vegetable can. So odd. But... But very it, helpful. But perfect? Yeah. Very strange. <laughs> also, Niles is in this movie. David Hyde Pierce. David Hyde Pierce as the professor. Love love this cast. Oh, it's Janine Garofalo as the like camp head director. of the camp. Mm-hmm. Then you get Paul Rudd, Amy Poehler, Michael Showalter, Elizabeth Banks, uh, Michael Ma- Ian Black. Molly Shannon. Chris Maloney. Mm-hmm. Um, Ken Marino. Who else? There's so, ma- there's so many. It's and insane. this is Bradley Cooper's Third acting credit, first film mm-hmm. ever. Ever. Bradley Cooper missed his graduation at the oh, Actors Studio mm-hmm. to be in this movie. Love it. To be in this movie. It's so great. I've watched, there's a behind the scenes documentary for this movie called Hurricane of Fun. And it's basically just someone walking around with a handheld video camera. But Bradley Cooper's interviews are so serious. He's always been <laughs> the most Bradley Cooper. He's just always into it. He's just acting his face off all the time. So this movie took three years to assemble. It's a David Wayne movie. Mm -hmm. David Wayne, Michael Showalter, The State, a sketch show I never really got into, Mm -hmm. but maybe I should someday. Um, The film's budget was $1.8 million. It was promoted for like $5 million. Nobody wanted this movie Nope. It did not do well. Some, I guess it was very, like, split when they debuted it. Some people absolutely hated it, and right. some people thought it was the funniest film of all time. I can see both sides of that, that yes. equation. Mm-hmm. It premiered at the 2001 Sun- Sundance Festival, but it sold out four times. So people did love it. It just right. didn't really, like, catch on in the way everyone had hoped it would. Yeah, and, like, if you think about... You know, what else was going on during that period of time? You think about, like, American Pie. Like, mm-hmm. it, like, seems like it should be kind of a teen movie, but they're all, like, in their late 20s. Yeah. And it seems a little strange. So it's like, wait, 
what? It just, there's like a little bit of a mismatch between what else is going on at the same time. No, oh, definitely. It was eventually picked up by USA Films and it had its like big world premiere in New York in 2001. Uh, then a limited release of fewer than 30 cities. So it's a very, like, underground movie. It's now, like, a cult favorite. Right. They do, like, sell-out screenings all the time. Mm -hmm. But it's probably just because every single person in this movie became, like, a big star. I'm sure that has a lot to do with it. And when you go back down IMDb and you're like, wait, what? What is this movie? Yeah, but also there's just so many crazy things in this movie. It's insane. It's insane. So the film itself is based on David Wayne's experiences at camp as well as Michael Showalter's. Even there's a specific scene or storyline where Ken Marino's character wants to make out with a girl but has to take these kids to an overnight trip and he, like, wrecks the car. Mm -hmm. Something similar to that happened to David Wayne. Really? During his camp experience. Like he was the kid or, like, he was the counselor? was the counselor that crashed the car. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So obviously this is a satire movie and it pays homage to Meatballs, but also one of my favorite slasher movies, Sleepaway Camp, love, and Indian Summer, which was like an early 90s movie. But they wanted to do something, I'd say it's, you'd just say it's like Meatballs, but like a Dazed and Confused, yeah. where it's just kind of like people living their lives. And it's like camp. one day. Yeah, it's just like yeah. nothing. Mm-hmm. A show about nothing. As opposed to, like, the whole summer that is meatballs. Yes. Like, this is, like, a one. This is just a one-day yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. Up until the prequel and sequel. Yes. We'll talk about it in a minute. Mm-hmm. So they filmed this in Pennsylvania at a real camp. It rained 23 out of the 28 days they were filming there. Oh, my God. Not hot. Not a... It was a wet American summer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. You had to do it. I had to. But they basically just camped in real life. They had these shitty beds and cabins, and, like, all day was just spent with this cool cast Uh talking about, like, how they're just going to go, like, drink later and hang out. And this was, like, before cell phones. The closest place to hang out was Walmart, which was at least 30 minutes away. Mm -hmm. So they're just playing board games and drinking and bonding over this month. Right. This is like it's like Natalie's dream. fan fiction. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> this is all you wanted, basically. And a lot of people hooked up, and I would give my firstborn to know who hooked up with who. I wonder, yeah. There's like <laughs> maybe a world where I could like get some inside scoop, but maybe not. Um, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't tell anyone. I know there's like... Maybe, like, hills I want to die on, and maybe this isn't one of them, but, yeah. like, maybe there is. Uh, the camp they actually filmed at is called Camp Tawanda. Mm-hmm. Hank Azaria actually went there as a kid. Oh, my God. That's so fun. there's a little moment when Ginny Garofalo's character is just making up names. Mm-hmm. I love this scene. But she uses the last name Azaria. Love that. For him. Huh. Uh, so, obviously, this movie became a cult classic, mm-hmm. even though everyone, critic-wise, hated it. Mm-hmm. Um, this film followed by two Netflix series. One of them was First Day at Camp, which, so what is this? This comes out in 2015. Mm-hmm. Over 10 years later, they make a prequel. Love Everyone's it. old and wearing wigs. Mm-hmm. Love this concept. Very funny. Mm-hmm. And then they also did 10 years later, because in the movie they talk about having like a reunion 10 years later. Right. Both of them, pretty funny. I remember being very excited. I dressed up in camp clothing. Nobody cared. But I went to work, like, with tube socks on Uh to celebrate for myself. Great. And everyone had, like, really hard time 
filming schedule wise yeah so it's a lot of like green screen and it kind of comes through Mm -hmm. but it's still very enjoyable yeah we I like those we read the oral history and it was like they needed these two people to be together but not these two so Mm -hmm. like they never were really all and like Bradley Cooper a huge actor at this point so he did all of his scenes in one day yeah but like good on him for still doing it I mean but you think if as Bradley Cooper not only did that maybe, like, catapult you into some kind of film career, yeah. but how much fun you had with those people and all of these people are, like, A-list comedian. Right. No. And I'm sure Bradley Cooper on that set was just, like, losing his mind of being, yeah. like, how did I get here? My and now... thing is Paul Rudd was a star, right? Clueless had happened six, six years, years prior. Yeah. I mean, he's at least, like, a well-paid actor. Supposedly, he says he did not get a paycheck for this movie. Hilarious. Because there was, funny. like, no money to be given. So, was Amy Poehler on SNL at this time? I think so. Yeah. yeah. 2001. That seems right-ish. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they all—I mean, I feel like Janine Garofalo is, like, the biggest— or like the And most, David Hyde Pierce. Yeah. Frazier. They were, like, the most notable people. Yeah. And I think, yeah, she said that she agreed to do it— like, before there was anything, like, script-wise. And then she's like, well, thankfully, I liked it because I agreed like to do Chris it. Chris Maloney. Yeah, was, was he, he on star? SVU? Was he on SVU? <laughs> Everything SVU? Chris Maloney does, he finds a way to do the straddles in, which is very impressive. <laughs> did he do the straddles in Pose? <laughs> he did, I'm sure he did some weird flexible stuff on Probably. Pose. Super flexible. <laughs> He's a very flexible man. Um, okay, so there, there are many similarities Same time period. Same time period. A lot of hooking up both on screen and off. Mm -hmm. Um, The focus, which is interesting, the focus is on the counselors and not the kids. It's true. Which I didn't even really think about. It's like you think about camp, you're like, oh, it's like kids. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope. They're both shot at an actual camp. Mm -hmm. And the the crews lived there. They lived that camp life. They lived that camp life. No one knew what they were doing. Yeah. These were like the first movies for like everybody. Everyone Which was like, okay. makes them better. Not wholesome, but just, like, all that much sweeter, you know? Yeah. Nobody f- really knows what they're getting into. They feel very, like, authentic. Yeah, they won't be able to, like, replicate this. No. Exactly. No, which is maybe why you didn't love the prequel and sequel Probably. as much. I mean, it's been so long. Right. They're all established actors That's now. That's the thing. And, like, they were— And, like, like, David Wayne's made many more movies since. Right. And you're trying to, like, you know, strive for something, and this is, like, your breakout, and, like— maybe a little bit different. You approach things differently once you're kind of an established star as opposed to an up-and-comer. Maybe? I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. (laughs) Um, Differences. So I feel like you questioned this in my outline, that Meatballs has more heart. I think it wants to have more heart. I don't know if it comes through. I will say it probably has more heart than Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. But I find myself every time I watch it, I genuinely, as ridiculous as that movie is, uh-huh. I genuinely root for Cooper. Yeah. And I, like, want him to succeed and uh-huh. get the girl and all of that stuff. Yeah. Whereas in Meatballs, I didn't really care. Like, I knew that kid would do well in that race. Right. And Bill Murray's going to be Bill Murray. Right. I don't know. I just felt differently. 
I thought though that you would love in Meatballs his whole speech of like it doesn't matter because I did like, love that. I like, did appreciate this it. huge competition and his like rallying mantra is it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, did we even mention that they weren't sure Bill Murray was going to do this movie? Yeah, until the day. Bill Murray of. has always been Bill Murray. Yes, the day of he just showed up. They were like, oh, okay, and he didn't read the script, and he threw the script in the trash, <laughs> like right in front of everyone. I was like, yeah, no, no. all right, sure, let's do it. Does everyone just, are they so blown away by that confidence? Because he's always been this person. Apparently. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I also think Wet Hot American Summer comes across as, as more, like, dirty. But also it's okay. just way cooler. Like, it yeah. feels like a cooler movie. And maybe it's just because Dirty was, as in, like, dirty jokes? Yeah, it's, like, raunchier. Okay. Um, like, I thought... I thought meatballs didn't go f- far enough. It's probably because they had six-year-olds at camp. <sighs> probably. Um, whereas um, Wet on American Summer is very just like, I feel like everyone's like DTF, the whole. I mean, they are. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's like there's that undercurrent to the whole movie <laughs> that is much different yeah. than meatballs. Um, off topic, a movie we're not going to cover. Have you seen Little Darlings? Yes. It's uh, like Christy... McNichol, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh-huh. uh, who else? Who else is in that movie? Matt Dillon. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And oh, I always forget that Chrissy McNichol oh, was like such who's a big the other star. Girl? Mm. Um, Tatum O'Neill. Oh, yeah. That uh-huh. movie is a bummer. Have you seen it? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. They make that like pact to lose their, yes, their, virginity, to lose their virginity. Or it's like a contest. Yeah. And then one does and doesn't tell anyone. Mm-hmm. And then one doesn't and tells people. And then they both cry at the swing set. Wow. That's that's a sad camp movie. It's a sad camp movie. Yeah. A lot of drama. Isn't there like a yeah, there's like a sex drama part of um Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Soccer when camp. When she goes to soccer camp. Mm hmm. Forgot about that. Till just this he moment. should be arrested? I don't know. Yeah, she was for sure like, really? like sixteen. Okay. Um okay. I think I know the answer to this, but which one do you prefer? Oh, Wet Hot American Summer, hands down. Do you also think it's a better movie? Yes, I think so. I appreciated, though, that Meatballs was like 90 minutes. I did appreciate a lot about Meatballs. Better soundtrack. Oh, yes. Um, Wet Hot American Summer has original songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the guy's name, but he like does a lot of music for the state. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the Meatballs, Are You Ready for the Summer, a jam. Yeah, and it was just like a little that late seventies vibe, which I like. Yeah, enjoy in general. Um, I liked, you know, kind of the notion of like the competitive camp, right? Where it's like, here are these fancy ass people that we have to compete against at Camp Mohawk. Um, I don't know. I think White Hot American Summer though is overall more enjoyable. Um, but if you're just looking for like an easy breezy summer flick. I think Meatballs is yeah. It was a lovely way oh, to spend an evening. Um, one of the original like Hollywood Reporter review of Meatballs called Meatballs a summer diversion, which I really liked. I mean, that was kind of like an insult to the movie, but yeah. I liked it. I was like, this makes sense to me. Yeah, Gene Siskel said. It's pleasant as can be, uh, but there's hardly a belly laugh in it. Murray plays a nice guy counselor who befriends a lonely camper. It's all very sweet, but funny. Not particularly. I will say I thought it would be funnier. I thought it would be funnier, too. Yeah. But, but I guess you only have Bill Murray and then, like, teens and children. No one else. Literally no one else. No one else is, like, there to bring the jokes. And I don't think he really, like, knew what his 
deal was as like a movie actor. You yeah. know what I mean? And this, I think this movie only did as well as it did because Animal House did well. And then they were like, oh, wait, these are, there's more SNL guys. Like, get, yeah. we want more of that. Um, otherwise, I think it probably would have just been like, meh. Okay. What do you think made Wet Hot American Summer, like, how do you think people started seeing it in the early 2000s? Like, before all of these people were bigger names. I mean... How did it get that cult following? It's got Did somebody it. tape it? Was it a tape passed around? I have or questions. Like a, like a key art situation at Blockbuster? I would have fallen I, for that key art. Yeah, you know we get tricked by Red, key art Red, white, and blue bubble letters. Americana. Animated kids in a car. Oh, yeah. The key art, for sure. It's good key art. Um, it's good key art. Yeah, and I wonder if you get a little bit of the SNL. I got to look now when Amy Poehler joined SNL. But, you know, Janine Garofalo, like, so Janine Garofalo was in Romy and Michelle. And so, like, the truth about cats and dogs. Right. And that's kind of culty, Romy and Michelle. It was, like, bigger. Mm-hmm. But so it's, like, if you're into kind of her there, I don't know. Maybe they promoted on Frasier. I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. I know. I just feel like it wouldn't be hard to promote this movie. I mean, obviously now. Now, right. But even then, because of those two people, mm-hmm. I feel like it should have done a little better. Right. But just, also the humor is so different. Yeah. It's I mean, not for everyone. The talking can just – I think the talking can probably loses a lot of people where yeah. they're like, what? But there's so many funny things in this movie. When Paul Rudd calls a journal a gurnal – when Paul Rudd, like, when Paul Rudd sulks out, doesn't want to pick up the lunch tray, yeah. like, this is what supposedly got Paul Rudd anger, man. Really? Because he, you know, just showed how funny he can be. Super funny. Because he really, before this, wasn't in a lot of comedies, no. and then he started getting into this Judd Apatow camp. What is your opinion of Elizabeth Banks in this movie? Funny. She's very funny. It's one of her best. I know. She like <laughs> that drives... barbecue sauce all over her face. <laughs> she drives me insane, but also, also she's very funny. Speaking of Judd Apatow movies, supposedly this role is how she got to be a knocked up. And then that catapulted her career. Really? Yeah. Because Seth Rogen yeah. loved her in that movie. Amazing. It all, it com- all, comes, all comes back together. to freaks and geeks. It really does. It really does. Like, I mean, also though, like, Bradley Cooper, I don't know. It's just, it's so funny to see him be, like, so young and kind of, like, innocent. Naive. Yeah. yeah. Naive. He, he, yeah. He's good. He's, he's good very in that good. Movie. The talent show is great. I just feel like there's so many little bits and pieces that make that movie good. We're also not talking, we talked about this before, but it's Marguerite Moreau, who I know from The Mighty Ducks. and I know from Life As We Know It. Yes. Yeah. And I'm always like, oh yeah. Every single time I see this movie, it's like I forget that Mm -hmm. she was in Mighty Ducks. Why didn't she do more? Maybe she's trying. (laughs) And maybe it's not her fault. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, All right. So I think we've declared a winner. In Wet Hot American Summer, but we didn't hate meatballs. No. I mean, it's still like, is that a, is meatballs the winner because it's more of like a true camp experience? Is it just better movie or better camp? Oh, ooh. Better, probably better camp, but not better movie. Yeah, we need a better camp scale. On the on a better camp scale, I think it's a more what is it like five canoes? I don't know how I want to rank this (laughs) for camp. Jeez. Yes, we'll give me balls a five canoes on the canoe scale. Jesus. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, it's like a whole, you know, you get the whole camp vibe. You get 
all. You get the, yeah, the mess hall. Oh, we're not talking about how they demand gossip. That scene was great. Yeah. The whole camp demands gossip. I always appreciate both of these movies have it. A lot of other camp movies have it. Girls getting ready in the cabin. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things, because they're all, like, clustered by a mirror, putting yeah. on a lot of mascara. And there's, like, one and it's outlet. Like, you're just going to go to, like, some sad dance yeah. and wear the same T-shirt you've been wearing. Like, I love it. And also, like, it's so humid. Mm-hmm. And you're, like, like the one girl brought her curling iron. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the- <laughs> <laughs> Did you have dances at your camp? Yeah, we did. And- I don't think we did. I mean, I went to church camps, so. Was it overnight? Yeah, it was, like, a week long. Yeah. We had a, we trap had a dance at uh, Norwegian camp. Um, the thing about did you Nor- do traditional Norwegian dances? No, it was like a normal dance. Okay. Um, but we but they would play like Norwegian and like Swedish music and stuff. There was like fun. a lot of ABBA. Um, but the thing about Norwegian camp is you, it was like you were going to Norway, so you would like change your money into kroner. Okay, this sounds fun. It was super fun. But you would also get a Norwegian name. But guess whose name is super Norwegian? So who didn't have to change her name? Me. Um, and so, like, other people would have different – and you, like, had to wear mm-hmm. your name thing around the whole time. And you would call people by their Norwegian names. And, like, at dinner or at any time we ate collectively, you had to speak in Norwegian the rest okay, of the time. I don't like that. I mean, it was quiet. It's stressful. Because <laughs> not a lot of us yeah. know an abundance of Norwegian. Um, I don't remember any I of it. I was also quiet at camp because I didn't have answers to Bible study things. Mm, so that's fair. My hand was always down. <laughs> it was always down. You also, all the candy there was Norwegian candy. Like it was like very authentic. Mm. Well, oh, one of my camps, the junior high one, did have a talent show night. Um, speaking of talent shows, what on American Summer? And a boy lip synced Blue by Eiffel 65 by oh. himself. So wow, that's all I remember from that camp. Memorable. I'm also realizing now that Bill Murray is in our studio, we have a photo of him in Space Jam. I like that I'm staring whole at whole chest, st- <laughs> like froze. Like Bill Murray's I was like what? Bill Murray came to our office today. No, here well, he is. one time Naomi Campbell just showed up when I was gone, so things could happen. Things do happen every once in a while. Weird, weird things. Jennifer Love Hewitt came to my office at Harmony. What? I don't know. Okay. Things happen. Wow. We've gotten off topic. I don't like unexpected visitors. Period. It makes me very (laughs) nervous. Okay. Wet Hot American Summer, better movie. Meatballs, better camp. Fair. All right. We've decreed. Okay. We have two more movies next week. I know. Very excited. Um, I think we're going to get on, like, the camper side of things. Yes. We're going to get... Did you do that on purpose? No. You just... This is just how it laid out. Arbitrarily yeah. allotted films. Love that. Um, yeah, so we're going we're gonna to see more of the, the kids' side next week. Yeah, should be fun. Yeah. Should be very 90s. Very 90s. Really quickly, we are not going to cover Troop Beverly Hills. No. And we debated it. Also, we did. our friend Don sent us a note on his top five favorite camp movies. Troop Beverly Hills is in there. Do you fully consider Troop Beverly Hills a camp movie? No. I consider it like a scout movie. There's a camp segments of this movie. Yeah, but it's not a full camp. It doesn't take place at camp. I know. And then even the outdoorsy things, like they're not really like camp. It's not a camp. Yeah. They're camping. <laughs> that's our that's our differentiation. Okay, whatever. Camping versus camp. Okay, that's it. Um, send us your thoughts on Meatballs or Wet Hot American Summer. Did you enjoy the television show? Did you like the prequel? Yeah. Please tell us. Send us an email at hellofangirls at gmail.com. So until next week, 
拜。Bye